Hello, this is The House That Happens, recorded live at Chewy's Bar and Grill every Saturday or Sunday, morning, afternoon, whenever it may be. Voted four times, the best dive bar in all the GTA, though it's number one in all the universe in our hearts. I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, my name is Cruz. Cruz, how you doing? I'm here to bring you the ridiculous, the raw, and the entertaining facts concerning sports this week. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. It's been a couple weeks since we've been in. We got a pre-recorded show last weekend, but now back to our regular scheduled programming. I hope that everybody uh, gets to hear the pre-programmed shows because they're very, very good. We're not going to spoil it, but you will. Uh, we will. We will advertise it. We will give you some. Um, what would you call it? Promo to give us an idea what these shows are about. I want to shout out to all the people, Troy, Andrew, um, that's you, B-O-H, John. I've been watching the show. They all, uh, Andrew, I want to let you know, they all really enjoyed the show about the three guys that are screwing up their sports. Oh, okay, I love got, that. Got love good, that. Good, good feedback on it. Um, um, usually when we start the show, we want to take a look at a few things that go on that kind of went, uh, that was peculiar or this, that, and the other thing. But before I do that, I just want to say that, you know what, nobody lives forever, but it's really sad when people go before their time. So um, I just want to let everyone know, I was fortunate enough to see Sinead O'Connor when she was 20 years old. I know she's had some problems in her life, but she was absolutely amazing live. She's actually put out some very good records, and it would be, uh, what would be uh, remiss of me, and my wife said, you better shout out to Sinead O'Connor. So to her and her family, huge condolences to extremely talented women, and I wish everybody goes back and revisits her catalog, because she did some good things. There we go. And uh, I can remind you, you don't have to speak right into the mic. <laughs> As usual, people, I'm screwing up the mic control with a bad voice. I was out late watching rock and roll, having a good time. Huge shout out to the boys in Zeptology who killed it again. I'm not going to tell you the venue I was at because I do not like to promote it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. uh, I want to shout out. Uh, I had a wonderful softball game last Saturday with a bunch of the boys. It was a good turnout. There was about 15 of us. Really? Too many uh, hits. I, uh, I, well, I got on base once. It was more due to an error, but I had made the only double play of the game. Oh, okay. So you contributed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the main thing. Base running and uh, fielding. That's my forte. But uh, yeah, shout out uh, Marco, Marco, other Marco. A lot of Marcos. <laughs> you could tell them Italian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob, Roberto, Steven, of course, my brother, all of his buddies showing up. I know I'm missing number of different people but uh thank you everyone that was amazing time we're gonna do it one more time before the end of summer at uh, binder twine park in Kleinberg. Cool. Uh, cool then we'll do a little bit of housekeeping since we missed uh, a few of the things from last week of course um, we're gonna get that. i just want to bring up something that's very that was very interesting i don't know if this is going to affect sports in a different way but we understand that gambling's taking over everything yeah you do understand that <clears throat> excuse me steph curry just won the annual um Pro-Am, you know, all those celebrities and everyone get together and have a big tournament. Right, right. And Steph Curry won the tournament. However, there was a, a football player, I forget his name. I'm sorry, Tristan something. He was winning the tournament. And just when he went to go to swing, some guy went, whoa! And he, and he muffed his swing. He bogeyed the hole. Um, Steph Curry eagled the hole and stole the tournament. Here's the problem with that. They found out that the guy bet on Steph Curry. Oh, total. no. Uh, and I couldn't. Yes, the guy had. I, I didn't even know you could bet on this stuff. But uh, apparently, you could bet, bet on the weather cruise. Uh, okay, I, I, I agree. This is my point. What I thought was an interesting point is my favorite sports talking head, um, Tony Kornheiser, said, this is definitely going to be a problem in the future. Like, it can't affect uh, basketball or hockey or any of those sports because uh, everyone yelling. 
no. Well, we've seen DeRozan's daughter. You oh, know, yeah. The that, free that's, throw line. But, I mean, that's part of the game. I understand it. But when they're talking about two, two sports that could be affected by this. Tennis and golf. Tennis and golf, especially if there's money on the line. I've never, I've never, that never, first of all, that never entered my mind. I would not think because as a guy that loves golf, loves the game, loves tennis, which we're going to get to in a second, I think that it's ridiculous now that gambling is going to affect a sport in that way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I mean, we, we kind of predicted that it was getting that way. You know, we talked about the we power did. of gambling and where things are going with, you know, just the power of it all, right? I just think that I just hope that people have more class, more couth, more understanding to respect the competition. Yeah. By not altering it by you being an idiot. You know what I'm saying? There's always that one bad apple that spoils the bunch, right? Every, every time. You know that? Yep. Um, I want to get to the Wimbledon final. Talk about that a little bit. An amazing, thrilling five-set championship match between Djokovic and Alcaraz. I hope you watch that. I watched every stroke of it. As a matter of fact, I even got the next night because I knew what was going on. It was busy. I watched every second of the match it was long I thought I've got one thing to say about the match I thought that Djokovic kind of beat himself in the respect that um, he wasn't going after Alcaraz's power and so when they started doing that drop stuff stuff now I heard the numbers were um, on unforced errors was about even but Djokovic had a few more I thought it is when you have the unforced error that's what I always find. It's not necessarily like, it's like when you have an error in a game, mm-hmm. baseball game, like when you have the error is what usually affects the outcome of it. And I thought at times that um, Djokovic um, had some unforced errors that were uncharacteristic and uh, it got the kid back in the game. But I give the kid Alcaraz huge, um, huge, huge props because he won the match. He didn't, oh, yeah. uh, Djokovic didn't lose. The kid won the match. And I look at it this way. When, when Djokovic won the fourth set, Everybody and their brothers said, okay, the kid's going to collapse in the fifth set, and we're going to have a champion. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a... Um, well, I wasn't so sure about that. I wasn't either. I thought the kid played great. I thought, like, he played really... I thought, Like I said, it was one of the best Wimbledon finals I've seen in years. Well, it was, it was like, pretty close to dead even in terms of, like, point score. Yeah, that thing, was pretty right? easy, and that's what I said. Yeah. I was surprised when I looked afterwards, and I seen the unforced errors, and I think it was only two more. I think um, uh, the Joker already had two more. Which is nothing in a five-hour and a five-set five four-hour match. It's really that yeah. should be nothing. But I, I really believe that um, uh, some of the unforced errors at were at a particular time, especially in the third set. That's kind of gave uh, got the kid ahead. But I think we're going to see this guy for years to come. And he's, oh yeah, he's two, from, two majors already. Two already, and he's from Spain. He grew up on clay. Hasn't won a French Open yet. But I mean, the French Open's coming. What I'm saying is he's well, out. that passed. Yeah, but he, I'm saying in the future. Oh, okay. He should be he should be a guy that's setting up for um, no problem and winning the the French due to the fact that he's grew up on clay. I also think that it's going to be very interesting for this U.S. Open um, this year because you know they're going to be that's going to be everyone's going to want to see that again. There was a couple other players that reared their head, including that Eugene uh, Eubanks guy, who just happened to be Afro American. I mean African American, and uh, people got a big kick out of this go, uh, going too far. I just think he had a run. I think he's going to get some primetime games on TV in America because who are the big American tennis stars now? On the men's side, <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's one. what we're saying, okay? On so, the women's side, you got uh, Coco Goff. Oh, yeah, and there's a couple others that are going to rear their heads that are younger ones, but they were saying uh, they're wondering if this guy's going to get a little bit more play. I think what the story is going to be is everyone's going to look for another um, – 
Um, Alcaraz Djokovic final. Yes, they're going to want another final, and I think that it'll turn out a little bit differently. I think that'll actually be tougher for um, Djokovic to win this one because this kid's a powerhouse on hard courts. Mm-hmm. Of like, considering he grew up on clay, his game is designed. That's why he's already won a U.S. Open. Oh yeah, you sure. know what I mean. So I, I, I got to give him that. But uh, it was a great match, and uh, everyone paid tune to the U.S. Open, which is coming up in a month. Not about a month, six weeks, whatever the case may my, be. My favorite tennis major. It is, yeah, me too. Because you know what it is? I, uh, I like the late nights when they put it in prime yeah. time and, and they get the great matches. So congratulations to, what's his name? Carlos Alcaraz, right? Yep. Carlos Alcaraz, at 20 years old, has won his second major. Uh, he will be in the count in 10 years from now. He'll be in the count for oh, how yeah. many majors. He will be the guy to beat. There's nobody, I, I haven't seen anybody else on the tour that's got the firepower that this kid has. Congratulations at 20 years old for your second major. And uh, have you seen uh, Nick Kyrgios, his new uh, set of tattoos he's got on his back? No. He covered his back in Pokemon tattoos. And I got to say, I'm a, I'm a Pokemon guy. I, that's uh, my generation's thing. It looks very badass. Really? Yeah. He's got uh, Blastoise, one of my favorites, on the back. I thought that was so cool. So, so did he do this while he was talking to his shrink? I, I don't know. <laughs> that is, that is a player. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to diss on him because he's a great player, but I just think he's a head case. And now that well, he's sure. going to see a shrink, he is a head case. And I don't want to go there because um, uh, mental health is a very s- serious and sensitive matter in our society today. So I don't want to... Um, I don't want to like bring bring it down like I'm talking negatively about something like that. But this guy was crazy from the get go. The smashing of the racket, screaming at refs. Yeah. And God, he should have won a major by now. He's he's a big boy with a lot of juice. Let's see. You know what? Let's just hope that he comes back and plays up to his potential and gives us some of the matches and maybe gives somebody like Alcaraz a run. Well, what, That's what we can hope for. What better time than uh, the U.S. Open? And so. he's playing. He's playing in the U.S. Open, so it should be good. There we go. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Argos. 6-0 and start for the first time in 88 years after a 31-13 win against Saskatchewan at uh, Touchdown Atlantic in Halifax yesterday. Interesting. They played there, right? Yep. I do believe that, uh, since we, we, we will promote that show later, but um, I do believe that eventually a CFL team will have to land in in the East Coast somewhere yeah. to balance the league when we know that the Toronto Argonauts will be in the NFL. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be the Argonauts. What was the, uh, what was the uh, attendance? Did you get the attendance? Uh, it, well, I, I don't 30, uh, the 30,000? I don't even think the stadium's that big. It was, it's a little like University Stadium. Acadia, wasn't it? St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yeah. yeah. St. Mary's in Nova Scotia, right? Uh, Halifax. Or Halifax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that's not big. I, I still think that's about 20,000 seater, though. I hope it was sold out. I'm trying to think of it. Like, I'm trying to think of the camera shots last night. I think it... I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if it was. I don't know. I hope it was, just for the sake of the CFL. But the, the, the bigger story is um, the 6-0 and start... And the quarterback play of Mr. Kelly. I Chad Kelly. Chad, his quarterback play is outstanding, extraordinary in this league. And it's also good because we do know that he's had some um, off-field issues. Mm-hmm. In the past. In the past that it seems to have erased this and he's become a very serious, taking the game very seriously. Yeah. Have you seen him yesterday? Which I did. I see more of the other game. Guy's got a good arm. Guy can throw the football. He looks around. I think that the uh, this the, the, there should be no reason why the Argonauts. We can start talking about back to back here, but oh, I'm not. Sure. Gonna, but I don't think I think it's 
fairly premature to start talking about an undefeated season. I was oh. in a, I was in a box at the, at, at the Jays game yesterday, and it did come up about the how can the Argonauts go undefeated? I'm going 18 game schedule in pro- playoffs, highly unlikely. Yeah, it's, and considering it's only happened once in the history of any football league. Well, there you, you know, go. Oh, except in college, but that's different. But in yeah. any professional football league, it's only happened once. We know that. But good luck to the Argos are getting there. I think what we should also do is uh, the next show, if we'll do that, because I'm terribly unprepared today, people. But well, um, I was going to just to say the Argos should walk to the Grey Cup final, like seeing how weak the uh, Eastern Division is. I was getting at and that. And really in the West, it's really only Winnipeg and BC that look like serious contenders anyways. That's, that's what I'm saying. So they should get there. What I want to do is I just want to, um, I'm going to pour over the statistics columns in the CFL because we really should be recognized a couple of players, a couple of wide receivers and running backs that are playing for the Argos because they're pretty dynamic and they also have a good O-line. Which, you know, if you have no O-line, yep. you have no football well, team. And uh, Harris became the fifth uh, all-time leading rusher That's yesterday. Right. That's right. So, game, so congratulations to the Argo and their 6-0 start. They are the best team in the city. Which, um, by the way, we don't want to talk about the worst team in the city being... Uh, Toronto FC. Toronto FC. But I think it would be remiss, and we're going to be talking about um, soccer another way there, is that I am not a soccer guy, as you know. I'm not an MLS guy, as you know. But Messi's introduction to the MLS is just less than spectacular. Is that how you would put it? Oh, yeah. You already know? already on display with a couple of big goals. Oh, and the first goal right up when he got that um, extra Set piece, t- yeah. Oh, that was a beautiful goal. And then he scores two the next game. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, this uh, Inter-Miami team has been a doormat for the league. And all of a sudden, they, I think they got enough games if they run the table, they can get in the playoffs. Is that the word? Yeah, because, well, in soccer, you get uh, the third point for a win, right? Yeah, so, so I think the, the, the word is if they run the table, because I think they got, what, 12 games left? That sounds about right. Give or take. I'd yeah, have to so check it out. I'm not no game fi- season. Yeah, I'm not an aficionado on MLS. Let's get that straight. However, um, I've often believed, as a lot of people believe, that soccer is not going to change in the country. What, what's going to make it more popular? Well, I figured your generation and people coming behind have made it more popular in the country. So the question is, is the MLS a better league than the Saudi league? which Ronaldo seems to be saying is a better league, which I just think is sour grapes, don't you? Oh, of course. I mean, the only guy who's saying that is Ronaldo. That's so. the only one. And I don't know. I don't, I've never seen a Saudi game. I don't know the type of players that are going there. But uh, our guy, I keep saying his name wrong, Happy, Mbappe. Mbappe. Well, he turned down the money. He turned down this. I thought that should be brought up. He turned down the money. How do you turn down that much money? Well, I mean, I guess you view it as like, well, you're going to play in Saudi Arabia. I heard he comes from a very righteous family from a religious point of view. Mm. That's what I've been hearing. I don't know. Again, I'm no soccer aficionado, but I have heard that he comes from a family that's, um, I guess you would have a a higher spiritual intake than most families in the world. Mm. So therefore, he thought that the money was too dirty. But if you don't think this guy is getting his cash... You're out of your mind. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's on the way to Barcelona, Adidas I think. Athlete. Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid. Okay. Um, sp- sticking with soccer, it's Women's World Cup. Canada, one win, one draw. They drew Nigeria their first match. Christine Sinclair uh, missing on her penalty kick, but then it's okay. They beat Republic of Ireland next game. Now we got Australia tomorrow. A draw gets us into the round of 16. Oh, I think we're going to get there, too. One of the things I'm, I'm um, interested in that... I've only watched the um, part of the Nigerian game. 
That's all I watched because I thought they were going to get a goal and win, but they didn't. But my point oh, Nigeria is this, was playing some lockdown defense. Oh, and big, big, big girls on that Nigerian team too, right? Mm-hmm. They, I, I think they were playing not to lose. Personally, yeah, I but they, I mean they they play a tight system, very tight, and they run well. Those girls yeah. getting boogie. Yeah. My thing is, I'm I'm very curious as to what the ratings are looking like. I'm looking like um, it's getting big play on ESPN in North America. It's getting great coverage from the sports networks here in Canada because that that's considered one of our premier national teams, no of doubt. Of course. Um, but I'm really wondering about the attendance-wise because me being a fanatical sports fan that I am, I really don't pay much attention to women's soccer. Yeah. But I will take a look because I'm cheering for our girls and I hope that they, um, they're they one of the favorites in this. They're, they're top 10 ranked in the world, right? And so. the, the draw is as such that the Americans can play the Canadians in the final. It is yeah. set up that way, correct? It is. It's not supposed to be set up, of course, but, and there's always a but, the, um, I think it is set up for the Americans. I'm just saying, go Canada. Um, I think this St. Clair girl, what a great leader. If not, then I was like, you know, like she's been around now. Like, what is this? This is her third World Cup, isn't it? Oh, boy. Or is it her fourth? Maybe even her fourth. But she's a great leader. And the way she carries herself. Yeah. And, uh, and and especially, you know, when she you, you see her on the field running over, talking to players all the time. So she's like almost like a coach on the field, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of deal. But go Canada. Big win tomorrow against the Aussies. And let's see in the round of 16. Don't you agree? I agree. Uh, I want to talk to you about a little couple of little games I discovered. So... There's Pukadoku, and then there's Crossover Grids. So I've been uh, this has been my little addiction lately. So basically you're given a three-by-three three grid, mm-hmm. and you have, like, three teams on top or, like, like, categories of, like, you know, somehow. And then, like, on the side, and then you just got to put, like, the player that fits that those two categories in the box. So, like, let's say, like, Philadelphia and Florida intersect. You got to pick a player that's played for the Panthers and the Flyers. Which would be... I put Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, yeah. that's that's. I was thinking of a goalie, too. I was thinking of somebody earlier than that, but that's good. That's an interesting game. I, I'm glad you're showing it to me because I'm going to show it to some buddies because you know what that's going to end up being? That's going to be uh, Bartok. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Around the games. Like, yeah. Guys are watching the games. Guys are going to pull out the grid and say, what do you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, what do you know? Which is, makes it always good because um, I think that games like this expand your knowledge. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I think that's the number one thing, what you, you gain in um, understanding of, of sports. Like, right away when you showed it to me and I seen Yager on there, I thought it was interesting. you got to say, what is it? Yager and Dominic Moore. Dominic Moore, Moore like uh, the free free plays, The Jokers in the, yeah. in the deck. You just yeah. bring them in. I think there's probably a few other guys that you, if you think about it now. Um, uh, who else I was just thinking on Toronto that just got picked up by another team? Um, what's his name? I think that'll be his third or fourth team. Not Riley. Um, uh, what's his name? We 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 go, we got him, but then he left. I mean, you guys got him and left. What's his name? Chichiri? Achari. Achari. Yeah, I think this is his third team already. Is fourth that? team? Fourth yeah. team already. So there's Boston, a, St. Louis, Toronto, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah so there's a few. But of him the, yeah. But so in the caveat is they had to have played a game for that team. So I think, I, like, one time I put uh, Andre Iguodala for the Grizzlies, but he never played for the Grizzlies, so he didn't count. Oh, that's right. He did. He was on the roster, but he didn't play, right? Yeah. It was one of those deals, yeah. right? And he got traded in before he exactly. even got there. There's somebody yeah. There's a couple guys like that around the league. So, yeah. So and then there's, so there's Pakdoku. That's just hockey. And there's crossover grids, which has hockey, basketball, football, and soccer. 
I would advise everybody to take a look at these games. Now that I'm just discovering it right now this morning, I will be pulling it up here when the guys are here watching the games. Oh, it's I'll, fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and uh, it's, a, it's I, mean, I hate to use the word trivia, but in a way it's kind of a trivia game. However, like I said, the knowledge you will gain. Why, why are people scared of that word trivia? I never got that. Because it, 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 it's derived from the word trivial. Oh, my God. So you don't want to be a trivial person. There was, there was a Jeopardy uh, guy who went on a rant about that, and like people were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. It just sounds obnoxious. Like just call it trivia. Who cares? Oh, I, it's never bothered me. But I'm, I'm, um, I think that you would. It be, is trivial in a way. Like it's just like whatever random knowledge. Like we're not gonna like do anything. No, with it's most not gonna split it. the atom or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. But I, like I said, I like the fact that I'm gonna gain knowledge in doing as such. Um, I think the trivial thing is that it's an insult to somebody if you if you trivial trivialize them trivialize trivialize yeah. them. That would make it a um. What would you say? Um, you would insult the person. In a, in a weird kind of manner. But I think it's a great trivia game. Um, what's it called? Puck... Puckadoku? Puck and, and then there's crossover grids. I would suggest anybody that's a sports fan, I'm actually going to put it up on a, on a couple of my um, group chats. You know, like my football oh, yeah. group chat and stuff like that. Because I think uh, a lot of the boys will be very, very interested in... Um, in that aspect of uh, guessing through the game, knowledge, you know what I mean? Yep. Bet beers on it, whatever the case sure, may be, because sure. gambling's going to get involved. Because <laughs> that's what does. happens. It's about gambling, you know what I mean? Um, so one last thing before we jump to our Toronto Blue Jays. I have a question for you, Cruz, about your uh, famous, infamous four-screen setup. Oh, it's the best. So uh, I, that, uh, we know that. We know that, but uh, when watching your four screen setup, is it always just four channels on sports, or do you have like a movie on sometimes? Do you like are you putting like music videos on, or like YouTube, maybe an adult film? I don't know. I would say that we would only lean towards something musical or something adult. Okay, <laughs> that's the mode. No, there will not be. No, Seinfeld's not playing in the corner. <laughs> um, not watching like Taxi Driver. And no, screen, no, 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 it's not on there. It is strictly sports all the time, except for the occasional uh, adult. You know, just something to uh, what would you call it? Um, enhance my creativity. <laughs> okay, is that the way to put it? And music, of course, because everybody knows I'm a music junkie. So what happens is I do do this sometimes. I will find a... Um, I recently did this with Joni Mitchell because she had a famous band that actually had Jaco Pastorius and Pat Metheny and Don Elias. If you know anything about music, these guys are top-of-the-line players. So um, I get tired of sports announcers and the... Um, what would you call it? The, um, the trivial things that they bring up during the game or how ludicrous they sound yeah. I just got to turn some announcers off I can't stand them so sometimes I'll put on some music to play which drives my wife crazy because she'll be going down and she goes what I thought you were watching the games and she'll hear music cranking yeah. on one of the TVs but a lot of times what I do too is I keep the volume low on a couple of screens and I am listening because I do like listening to baseball and I do like listening to Showman and Buck I think they're an outrageously good um, combination because you get a lot of baseball. I don't know if you have MLB, but I've got MLB and of course late night when I work afternoons I get home, so I get to see a lot of different right, West right. Coast games and I get to see a lot of um, teams of announcers that come up and do the games and I just find that Buck and Shulman are the best. You know what I mean? First of all, Buck's knowledge of the game, Buck Martinez, if you don't know who I'm talking about, his knowledge of the game, especially from a catcher's point of view and Shulman being in the game for how many years, they're... Um, there are little nuances that they remind you of in the game, I think is very... They don't bore me. 
Yeah. Like, they don't bring up the obvious. They don't state something that I'm going to know 17 times. They they broadcast a game that they'll bring up something that, that, you know, that stimulates my mind. So I don't mind hearing them. I have a lot of trouble with um, hockey play-by-play guys. Anyone you want to name? No, I'll, I'll, we'll do that during the season. When okay. the hockey season comes out, I'll, I'll, I'll have a show just where I'm going to trash some of these guys. I'm going to start with that whole Boston organization, to tell you the truth. Oh, I, they're uh, uh, yeah, oh, uh, I mean, uh, Jack uh, uh, Jack Edwards. I mean, he's, he's notorious. So I, I don't notoriously think, bad. Oh, I, I don't think there's a <laughs> fan base out there besides the the Bruins that likes him. Oh no, and there's a couple other guys that I don't like either. I think it's either Columbus or um, the Carolina team. They're terrible. I forget who it is. And it's an ex hockey player. He talks like uh, a curling rock. <laughs> That's what his voice reminds me of, a curling rock, like going down the thing, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it hits something, sometimes it doesn't hit anything at all. <laughs> it just good, floats on by. I will something that it's interesting that you brought it up because people think it's not like the first time they come into my man cave and they see it, they go, whoa. Uh, it, this has developed over years being the sports junkie that I am. But I'm going to tell you this. you When you do put on a lot of games, the harder game to watch is hockey. You know what I mean? The hockey is the hardest if you're watching four screens. Even if we're in shoeys and you got there's a lot of screens up here and you're watching the games, it's a lot easier to watch two or three football games or two or three baseball games because the speed of hockey is hard to you got you got to really pay attention. So you know your eyes are going back and forth. I think it's even easier to watch basketball. So when you when you people, yeah basketball there's a lot more like stop and go exactly but you will find in the future anyone who aspires to have the setup that I have or when you're in a multi-screen place you will notice that hockey is the hardest to focus on multi games I can watch two hockey games yeah. at once well okay let's let's stop talking about hockey it's okay we'll, we have plenty the, of time uh, oh to when get the season is coming yeah. but yes I I do the only things I watch is sports and music. That is it, and I enjoy it immensely. That's the reason why maybe I've uh, acquired uh, a modicum of knowledge about these things called sports. How do you put it? There we go. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to our Toronto Blue Jays. And baseball in general, which is getting extremely interesting, don't you think? Uh, sure is. I mean, Jays, four, four and a half games out of first place, which is a lot closer than I thought we'd be at this point. Okay, and I want to... we are... Uh, we're holding on to the second wild card seed. We're all well, we're tied actually with Houston. Okay, so let's go back to a bunch of shows ago and some of the things that we've been saying because okay, all you guys that are listening, and this is out to you, BOH personally. Um, oh, uh, this is personal. I'm not jumping on the Jays bandwagon, and I've been told by more than one person that I've been actually a little harsh on our Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm saying I am not going to stop the way that I feel because I think they're going to back into the playoffs. And I think if they play a serious team for a seven-game series, that we're going to be in trouble. For example... so (laughs) you're basically like reading off my notes, basically. Oh, really? Because Jays might make the postseason because they're the best of the mushy middle. Yes. And they'll get killed in the wildcard series again. I don't know. I think they might... Like, say they get... um, I don't know who they'd get in the wildcard, but maybe they'll get... It's, It's lining up to be... It would be Houston right now. I think they can beat Houston. What they have to go back to doing, people, is they have to go back to um, um, beating their own division. That's what's killing them. If they played 500 in their division right now, they'd be in first place. When's their next uh, series against a division team? That's not for a while. It starts the biggest series of no, no, no. The biggest series of the year is starting tomorrow against Baltimore. Four games against Baltimore. We have to win three of those. 
This is where we got to show that we have a pitching superiority. Yeah. This is it. Because I really believe, and I said this earlier, that I don't think that Baltimore had enough pitching that's going to take them to the end. Now they're in first place, and their starting rotation is looking a lot stronger than I originally thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? They're top 10 in quality starts as well. Uh, Top 10 in quality starts. I think, are they top 10? I thought they might even been top five. No, they're six. They're top 10. They're top 10. They're 10th, exactly, actually. Okay. So, and their young hitters are good, and they've got. that good though surprisingly like they don't solid no i know they have a couple guys who are like close to 800 ops but the only guy who's over 800 is uh, ryan mountcastle who doesn't even have 300 at bats yet no but he's had some injury issues still though he's the only guy is my point he's a damn good ball player but i'm going to tell you the difference between um um and i've been hearing this from other people and i don't necessarily agree thing about baltimore is if you see them on seven days in a row six lineups are going to be the same Okay. Now yeah. they might have a little bit of a platoon system, but it's an understood as a platoon system, so that so you know that in this day this guy's going to play. Blah blah blah. My point is, did you see the Blue Jays lineup yesterday, which they won with? Yeah, didn't did. score a run till well, how many innings? <laughs> Was it the how fifth, many guys? Fix six. six. They left eleven men on base up to that point, which is insane. Um, no, I think they only left seven. We actually got away with it because. Um, I know the Angels had trouble with yes, being on they, base. they, they yeah. had yeah they actually beat, we had no what was it no we had seven they had eleven eleven yeah yeah by that, that one time I want to shout out to um, Mr. Manoa because I did happen to be at the game yesterday and he was genuinely shook up when he hit Buddy in the face with the pitch did you see the pitch I I missed that one oh he he nailed the guy you know what I said the guy should have ducked but then everyone yelled at me in the booth stop it that sounds brutal I said you should have ducked but by the way. Manoa hit three guys. Control still an issue. Yeah, it's a little bit of an issue. He only walked one. I'm saying yeah. this. Mr. Schneider, do you know how to run a pitching staff? Oh, there's a lot of people who have uh, been calling him uh, Montoyo 2.0 lately online. Uh, do you understand why they're doing that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Similar philosophy, should we say? Oh, well, here's the deal. First of all, um, I don't want to bring this part up on sports because it takes away from what I believe in as a competition. Then don't it, bring it up. No, no, I have to bring it up this way. Money's involved in the game and contracts. Sure. Um, I don't want to lose a guy because Schneider pissed him off and took him out with uh, um, an out away from getting a, a win or a quality start or something that goes on your record to say that you pitched 20 games. Because you got to pitch five innings to get the quality start, yeah. Or to say that you've, um, that's your start. Anything less than that, you're, the, you're a bum. So let's just see now. He's yanked Kikuchi twice in the fourth. He's he's let, well, which is, he's a head case anyway. Sorry to say it, Mr. Bassett, get your act together. He's got Yank going into the fifth twice, even with his 10 wins. Yeah. He's got Yank. So what, what I'm trying to get at is this is that this is an up and down pitching rotation. Okay, I say we got four, three number twos and a couple number fours. We do not have an ace. I think Gozman is in the position to be an ace now, but he's going to come out there and throw that game where he's going to give up six runs in the middle of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? But someone as of now, he's our number one starter for the playoffs. Oh, he has to be, and he's pitched very, very well. So I'm not. Rios would be my number two. I think. Oh, Rios would have to be number two, but he's another guy. He's he's number two because he's a number two. He's not a number one, and we have to worry about what they're going to do. What I'm really curious about is how we're going to establish who has what role in the bullpen okay now everyone said the other night when we blew the game to the dodgers 
Okay, we had four runs, and everybody screamed at Swanson. He okay. Nobody could pitch because everybody's arms fell off. We seen what Romano did. You see how Romano that saved the game before? Uh, okay, oh, you know man. what I'm saying. So I'm I'm okay. So right now we got to establish where our bullpen is going and who's going to do what. But I'm also going to say this. You say that our defense is one of the best in baseball, right? By runs against. Yes. By runs against. Okay. We're like top five in the majors. Okay, I'm going to go by the eye test. The eye test tells me this: our defense needs some work. Exhibit A: Espinal. Had a brain fart. He's my favorite infielder on the team. You guys know that. I wish he was the shortstop. He had a brain fart. He should have went home, right, with the ball. And that guy kept on running and scored and tied it. But I want everybody to go back. If you can find it, which I did on my PVR and my four-screen setup, and I rewound that play four times because you know what really happened? And you can't tell a person not to do this. Guerrero knocked the ball down. He shouldn't have touched the ball. He, if, he hadn't, if Guerrero doesn't touch that ball, it's a routine shot to Espinal. He steps on second base. He throws it the first innings over Jay's win. Nobody. Have you heard anybody bring that up? Not one. Thank you. Now go back and look. Now, am I going to tell Guerrero not to try that hard? No. That would be nuts. However, in the focus of a game, which you're supposed to be knowing what you're doing. Great day yesterday, buddy, by the way. Uh, no, I got to take the wife out for dinner, but we may. We'll get back to that. Sorry. Beer show, everyone. Get down the beer show. Sorry for the interruption. In any event, I, I'm bringing this up because a couple people I did, they went back and they took a look and they said, Cruz, you got an interesting point there. And I'm saying the reason it's an interesting point is we got to look at all aspects of the game. Everybody wanted to throw Espinal under the bus. He had a nanosecond to make a decision. There was what? Was there two outs then? And the guy kept on running? Maybe it was. It wouldn't have been a double play. One. In any event, if you go back and look at the play, it was a routine ground ball to Espinal. You look where they're playing, but Guerrero was way off the bag. Like, I'm talking about halfway between yeah. first and second, and he dove to get the ball. Like, and, I, and I cannot say it enough that you cannot tell the guys not to try. Like, that was just a valiant effort. by And Guerrero's all energy, all effort, all the time. I love that about him. But when do you learn to get out of the way? You've seen afterwards, which I was watching, because is how ridiculous I am with the PVR. I'm going back. Espinal went over to him, and they had to talk, too. Yeah. And everyone says, Guerrero, what did Guerrero say to Espinal? Nothing. Espinal said to Guerrero, you should have let it go, buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those little things are going to kill the Blue Jays. That's what I'm worried about. The ball over Varsho's head in the Seattle game. What was he thinking? Remember in the corner? Yeah. He took a yeah. step. And that looked like Guriel to me. <laughs> okay, that was a Guriel play. So I would take Guriel's defense back, and I want to apologize to Mr. Guriel for all those games I made fun of him last year when he let the ball go over his head and then threw the guy out at third base. And everyone said, spectacular play! No, he so, let the ball go ahead. <laughs> would you have guessed that we've been away for two weeks with Cruz uh, going a mile a minute here? Uh, just because I've been watching a lot of baseball, which we should be talking about, because one of the things that you have brought up, and um, we should be thinking about this very seriously because it's only five days away. The dread- I, I'm going to get to the deadline soon, but okay. I want to ask you, did you see Chapman's conversation with uh, John Schneider about pitching to uh, Otani? No, I, I heard that. that they, so you could read his lips and you could see what, what he was saying, where he's basically like, why are we pitching him? He's the only guy on that team that can fucking hit. Exactly. And they, you know what I don't... <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, it was still an early inning situation. It's like, what, you're just going to pitch around him? Challenge him. Exactly. It's about, and you know what the problem is? Because we can't score. So Even we, though... Even though it's earlier in the game? No, and, and our run production looks great. I'm going by the eye test. Yeah. You know, runners in scoring position, men left on base, all that kind of nonsense. 
What I don't like, and another newbie about baseball, and you know I hate those little things that they do to change the game. I don't want you to point to first base and tell the go guy, we're not playing softball. This is a Niagara Falls tournament at the end of the year. We're playing slow pitch. And you send the guy down to first base. Throw those four pitches. Uh, you know, do you ever, you know what? Uh, there, there's, I don't know if you can find it on YouTube, but I'm going to go home and see if I find it. Do you ever see the classic game when they went to walk Vlad Sr.? It was an intentional walk. Was this Angels or uh, Expos? I think it was still Expos. Intentional talk. Put his foot in front of the bag. Hack the ball down the right field line and got a base hit. Oh, you can't do that anymore. You can't do it? Is no, because it... now it's just like you just like signal you want to walk the guy. You don't have to actually throw that's the That's why pitches. I wanted him to throw the four pitches. It's yeah, baseball. but that's just a waste of time. Stop it, you kids. You can wait for four goddamn pitches. This is something even my... Four pi- pitches. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, ball. hold on. This is something even my parents are on my side about. They're like, why do you have to throw the pitches? Just let them... Mrs. Milani, I love you so Mr. much. Mr. and Mrs. Milani. This Mr. is my dad's on this side, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought your dad would be with me. No, he's like, well, he's like, it's a waste of time. Stop it. I love the Milani family, and I haven't even met them all yet. But you guys go back and say, make them throw the goddamn ball. It's baseball. This isn't slow pitch. You know what? We don't have a, we don't have a safety bag. Okay? You know what I, I mean? Know, no one's calling for a safety bag. Well, we're going to get there pretty damn soon. They made the bag bigger. Okay. So next is going to be a safety bag, so no one runs into each other, and we're all safe. Isn't that nice? Let's just let the guy walk down. I want to have a chance a guy like Vlad Sr. taking a hack at a fucking bad pitch and getting a double. Well, there's no one like Vlad Sr. anymore oh, who would no, have done that anyways. Bad ball. No, yeah, him and George Bell. No, there was another guy in Toronto Blue Jays. Ask your parents about them if they remember Damaso Garcia. That's a name I've not heard, so. Go and ask your parents. If he wasn't one of the best bad ball hitters. That guy hit a ball out of the dirt one time at Exhibition Stadium off the wall. The ball actually, his the ball, the bat, and the dirt all came in... in configurations yeah. at the same time doubled off the wall he was another but the, the point is i don't I'm, I'm getting a little irritated these little tiny things that change the game that's just how sports evolves though you really? said yes yeah, so what about the the mound moving down well that happened that, happened that was in 1969 oh but this is 2023 so what's your point the point is that okay we got it back then because we had bob gibson sandy koufax warren spawn juan marshall uh, Don Drysdale, uh, uh, yada, 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 yada. Okay, so what had happened was... Um, okay, we don't need a history lesson. But okay, like, but what I'm saying is I understood because the scoring went down low and everybody said it had to be more scoring because they also just did is when they just changed the division too. Okay, well now people are complaining that like the games are dragging on too long. Okay, and, I do, and I'm, I'm not going to go against that because sometimes I do admit that, that, that there was times when, and I'm not going to say who, but people take so goddamn long doing shit that it just pisses me off. No, we you know off. we know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, and you know what, what? All the stuff that's going on. So, I, yeah, eliminate that. And they have. And I like the pitch clock because yeah. I was watching it a few times, like during the game yesterday, just to see how it's going. And uh, this Detmer guy, he was looking at the pitch clock a few times because they were letting it come down. You don't realize you're at the game and you're constantly seeing, looking at it. Yeah. Manoa was under five at least ninety percent of the time. He was not like there's some guys like the the, the Scherzer and uh, a few Scherzer. other pitches I you know and uh, Bassett they're throwing within ten seconds yeah like they're busy Barrios is another guy because those guys are let's go pound the plate and let's go but um, we need I, to get back on track here uh, trade deadline yes uh, I think that we should go after your boy in Chicago Stroman. the Cubs no we're not going to get Stroman. We're not. I think that there's just... Oh, Bellinger. Two. Bellinger. I think he's the bat we need in the lineup. You know what I mean? So, I want to ask you where is he going to play? Okay, go ahead. So, uh, a lot of the noise around this team is saying we need a right-handed 
bat, which I don't completely understand. No, I don't agree with that either. We don't have enough left-handed bats. It, it, yeah, exactly my point. Yeah, so I'm... We're with- very right-handed hitting team, so I don't know why we need to add another right-handed bat. That 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 doesn't make sense to me. None and, whatsoever. Yeah. But I like Bellinger, and I like the guy on St. Louis. Um, I forget his name, but we should be going after Montgomery, the left-hander. The guy that we yeah. got from St. Louis already, what's his name, Cabrera, that pitched yesterday? Yeah. He looked good. I don't yeah, trust him. It could be him. a good pickup. It could be, but you see his ERA and earlier in the year what he was doing? He couldn't get anybody out. However, we have Pete Walker. Exactly. Exactly where I was thinking. We, we got Pete Walker, and he's the pitching, what do you call whisperer? Yeah. And the kid threw smoke yesterday. Did you see him come in? Oh, yeah. Threw, control problems. I guess he was control, control problems, but then again, when people throw that hard, there's going to be control problems. Do you think Green will be our closer? Uh we got about we know. got two months to figure this out. And are you confident in Romano being the closer? No. Thank you. <laughs> no. What did I say at the beginning of the season? Oh, that he won't be the closer. He by wouldn't the end have it by the end of the year. And got he's it. he's going that way. Does his arm look dead to you? Uh, there's something off. Okay. But I mean he he had this last year too, so I think this is kind of just like par for the course with Romano. He's a good, not great reliever. That's exactly. That's going to put it. So I'm going to I'm going to throw something out here. I'm going to ask you now that we're talking about trade deadlines and getting pitchers and all this stuff. I have this theory right now. One day last week, they scored more runs. Did you hear about this? They scored more runs um, on a, on, a, on a full slate of baseball games than any time since I think it was 1930. Like or, the entire league. The entire league. Yeah. When they added up all the runs they scored that day. Wow. It was something like since 1940 or 1960. Anyways, I'd like to and look And this up. was for yesterday's games? No, it was a game. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, okay. Week, okay. That's why I forgot my other book. I had it written down in my other book. Forgot my book, too, because I was sleeping. And I had it down there. But what I'm getting at is this, okay? I said that Tampa Bay would come back to the pack. I thought they had their two early schedules. Mm-hmm. And, and, they're, and they're my template for this theory. They don't have a starting rotation. They keep doing that uh, bullpen. But the, but they got Tyler Glasnow back, though, and okay, he's looking so really four. good. Oh, no, he looked great. But I'm saying they only have four real starters, right? I mean, so does the Blue Jays. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, but no, Blue Jays are going to have six because uh, the Koreans pitching on Tuesday. Wait, who who, who are you counting as six? R- and he's Japanese, by Oh, oh, that yeah. Korean, okay. Yeah, the guy. For, how do you say his name? Rui? Ryu. Ryu, yeah. Okay. Ryu is pitching on Tuesday, I heard. Really? That's what okay. the word around the campfire is. Now, it, it hasn't been etched in stone. But I, I've I'll heard a lot it. of. I'll take it too. But the word is he's going to start Tuesday against the Orioles. Apparently, okay. he's had a good record against the Orioles in the past. I I don't know if I heard that. Might have even heard that in overdrive. I mean, that's probably like that. been like a small sample size, considering he was with the Dodgers. For that's what I'm years, trying to say too. When I heard it, I went, "Huh? What? He's only played for us two like, years." Why has he been like? How many starts does he have against the Orioles? Like three, four or five. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When I heard a number like that, I went, mm, "I don't know if that's the know. reason." But I mean, I heard something about his record against Baltimore or something. Well, or something. this is about the time they said they wanted him back anyway, so I think that's probably more it. And a big series against a team in the East. But here's my point, go. and that's why I say Tampa Bay is this. With these. Number one, John Schneider, and it's the word around the city, and everyone says that he's yanking the pitchers too soon. I totally agree. Okay, so we're going out. So what does that mean? That means your bullpen's up more. They're throwing more. They're constantly getting up, throwing, oh, we're going to rotate the guys. We're going to rotate the guys. Well, well, that Amy Garcia guy, we almost threw his arm off by June. And and when's uh, this going to bite us in the bum? It's getting Tampa Bay right now because now their relievers, their their ERA has gone up a, uh, a run. Their bullpen has gone up a run since, what is it, June 1st? Mm-hmm. 
like compared to the first two months and out. And why is it? Because those guys are throwing over. Usage, over yeah. yeah. So I'm saying there's a couple other teams out there. That's why Texas ran and got. Um, Scherzer from Scherzer because you see their bullpen their bullpen was great they've been wearing it out the Dodgers they're in big trouble because we just seen them you see their bullpen a mess why because they're using everybody and they you know and they've had starter problems with injuries too by the way can I I just say that Jay's Dodgers series what a what an atrocity thank you very much that should have been a sweep that should have been a sweep but oh but you know what I know it should have been a sweep after the horrible series with Seattle like they played like I I don't know you know honestly even though they won two out of three from the Dodgers and they should have swept them yeah those six games are some of the worst baseball I've seen the Jays play all uh, season two of them went to extras none of those none of them shouldn't even gone shouldn't to even extra got innings. there and and they all got to extra because of bad baseball bad pitching bad defense on bad, both teams yeah bad everything yeah, yeah. On, on both teams Seattle played atrocious they and were awful what was with Mookie Betts playing second base. He used to do that when he was younger. That's what I don't understand. What, what like he wasn't doing? Because someone said that he did that in the Red Sox, but I don't ever remember that. I do. He came up and he did that. He and did? actually, okay. actually, when he was coming up, he was thinking about being a short. Because you see his arm. Oh yeah, he got a cannon arm. He was an infielder. Well, that's why he's right field. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I've seen him throw a couple guys out in the last week too, like before the Jays, the series before that. He did that classic off the wall, right? Throw the guy out at third. Just a just a missile. But my what, what I'm getting at here is that I'm thinking a few other I'm thinking that Baltimore has been wise. If you look what they've done with their pitching staff, mm-hmm. they kind of mirrored the Jays in that. You really got to hope you have only 5 or 6 guys starting. Tampa Bay's had about 9 guys start, maybe 10. Um let's look around the league who is all playing. Minnesota is tight. With their rotation, Cleveland's they, all they over lead the board. The league in uh, quality starts. Yes, actually, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. They're they're solid, and they've only had I think six or seven guys start. It's a, it's a, it's a huge. It's, it's a gospel according to Cruz, really. But I do believe that if you only have so many guys going, it it, it not it takes away from the overuse of your bullpen. Of course, you know what I mean. And if you're looking right now, if you're looking what's going on in uh, in the standings, the top teams in the league, the top. Um, let me get this here. If I can get the standings up, come back to me. Standings. If you look at the top teams that are going to get it, Atlanta, they're winning the World Series right now. I'm going to tell you that. I think that there's no team better. They are just that good. But you look at their team and what do they have? they got a bunch of starters. They've got defined roles in the bullpen. If this is the fifth or sixth inning and the starter has trouble, you know Buddy's coming out. If it's seventh inning, it's back of the day. Buddy's coming out, Buddy's coming out. And you know, they've got that trail of guys, and they've got two starters. And here's the crazy thing. They got that freed kid who hasn't even – he's supposed to be coming back in August, and he was supposed to be their number one. Yep. You know, Strider is the best pitcher in baseball this year. Do you think so? Yeah, he, like, He's the best pitcher in baseball. He's going to win Cy Young. In the, in the National League. Um, after I, winning Rookie of the Year. After winning Rookie <laughs> of the Year, yes. I think he's going to win Cy Young. He, he's just pitched. He's been a man. I like his moxie. But, I mean, in the way they're set up, and Atlanta's good defensively from the outfield, and they got a stack of hitters. You know what I mean? I, it's kind of weird that I, I wonder if uh, Freeman ever regrets leaving because he's won a World Series now with the Dodgers, right? Or did he? No. Uh, the Dodgers won, and then he hasn't won one. He won one. Yeah, I think so. Okay, but any event, I, I sometimes we, we, the whole series against Toronto. Every time I see Freeman, I think that he should still be in Atlanta. I don't know. Even it's two years here. It's just that kind of thing. But Atlanta, twenty-five man roster, very serious team. I think they're going there. And if you check their quality starts, the way they use their bullpen, I think they're they're in line to do it. I don't think that anybody uh, could Minnesota win then, like with that starting rotation. 
and they go into the playoffs and they're solid and they're not overused. That's that, they could sneak. They could be like I'm. And the problem is like uh, for Minnesota. Well, that and like the the way they're set up, like round one, they're going up against like a Toronto or like a Houston or a Tampa, maybe even a Baltimore if they fall back a little bit. I agree, and that and and, and you know what they're telling me too, which I really wish. And they, Atlanta, they're actually middle of the pack in quality starts, believe it or not. Yeah, it's kind of weird that way, but I mean, they've got three guys that won eight games, haven't they? Three starters. Let me. Look. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're there, but um, I'm not saying what's his name as a quick hook. But if you get raked in the early, like like Atlanta does this, which I think is kind of what Schneider's doing, but he's not doing it properly. Like I think he took out Manoa yesterday because I think you know he knew Manoa's a little bit um, rocked. Okay, he hit the guy in the face. He's already hit another guy. Yeah. Um. And but you I mean look at though, he didn't give up a run. He went four and a third, and he did not give up a run. And I think that if he didn't hit that guy in the face, he would have went to five innings and got the win. So maybe Snyder is like that when he took out Kikuchi with four and two-thirds, and when he took out um, Bassett after the fourth, maybe he's reading that he's saying what a manager is supposed to do, and he's feeling the pitcher and saying, ah, we better get him out before we lose because we need all the wins. Perhaps, maybe. But he can't do it all the time. That's what scares me. I don't know. Like, There's no set pattern of when he does it. Like I've seen times when Barrios or Bassett's been in trouble in the fourth inning and he's let he them go leave, through, leave, leave them, them in. in. Yeah. And then sometimes the guy gets raked, sometimes he gets out. And then the next time he yanks the guy out and doesn't give him the opportunity to clean up. So the consistency in handling that is weird, don't you think? It's off. It's definitely yeah. off. It, it's not like uh, Gibson or uh, Gibby, you know, you know he uh, – Gibbons, rather. He, John uh, Gibbons? Yeah, you you knew. One of the best. Yeah. Uh, running a bullpen? Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. You uh, knew when he was going to make the decision, you were always like, I agree with this. Oh, yeah. And and you know what he did? The guys, he had, remember, he used to time them for certain days. So if he looked at a series, and he's already looking at Thursday. Like, yeah. Milani will be pitching against so-and-so on Thursday because we're going to see this lineup. Like, he was very cool about shit like that. Have you read his book by any chance? I have not. I would like to, though. I would, too. Because, uh, you know, there's, there'd be a lot of Toronto Of course, specific. he had two stints here. Yes, yes. Um, I love else? when they called him back. Oh, me too. Yeah. But, anything else for baseball? I just want to take a... Oh, where is it now? Why can't I ever get my shit together here? But I will. I just want to say this. Um, I've been harping about this all season long that um, filthy American capitalist money sometimes messes up sports. So what I would really like to do is a huge shout out to the Cincinnati Reds, a traditional powerhouse team back in the day who suddenly reared their heads and saying F you to the Texases, the New York Mets, the San Diego Padres, the Toronto Blue Jays, the New York Yankees. Uh, the Boston Red, all those big money teams, and you got Cincinnati. Now, I don't know if they're going to make it down the stretch. I really don't. They're half a game back as of now. Okay, so what they got to hope to do is is another thing, and I wish things were more division-centric because before I get away with it and bring it back to Minnesota thing, as I'm saying sometimes is they say that their record may be a little bit flawed due to the fact that they play against horrible teams in their division being Kansas City and Detroit. And they also allow a lot of runs. They score a lot of runs, they allow a lot of runs. So that could be... Compared to Milwaukee, who they're chasing, who is a little bit more conservative offensively, but they also have a much better pitching and defense staff. Oh, but Milwaukee? Yeah. They're solid. Like, they, people should be like, if there's one team that Atlanta should be worried about, in my opinion, is, is Milwaukee. 
They're, okay. they're there every year, and they've, they've brought up a couple young guys. What we're going to do in the next baseball show, since I forgot my book, I'm naming off names, because one of the things I wanted to say is I think that Toronto should try to sneak Conferro off San Francisco. Oh. Well, I, I think San Fran's trying to build up, aren't they? Yeah, but they've got a couple guys that they could use. Like, they, they've got like, they, like they, they've got a weird lineup in that. Um, I think they got 12 guys that can play every day. Okay. Something like that. So, so they have guys to move. So they got guys to move. And I, I don't know what we'd have to offer them because that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> That's the problem. But it'd be kind of weird because there's two playoff teams, but Cleveland's done it for years. Like, they've traded. They've yeah. been in the hunt at the trade deadline, and suddenly they Well, and, and I mean, we, we got the Cleveland model, too, now, I guess you could say. so. Uh, I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Uh, you happen to know where those two boys came from, right? Exactly. That, that's the reason why uh, Gibby was out of town, too. As soon as they came. Oh, he, he wasn't, wasn't their the, guy. He wasn't their guy, and he, they kicked him to the curb. But um, I am really want a big shout-out, seriously, um, to the Cincinnati Reds. They're bringing ex- big excitement to the city, to the game, the kid, the deal of Cruz kid. I think he should toned down a little bit his antics on the field yeah but as a player he's looking great um they got a couple of good pitchers in there it looks like you know what i like about cincinnati every game they're going for it because they're not supposed to be in it and you gotta love a team that's gonna yep. go there any any um any perspectives on any other teams that you have going into the trade deadline uh that's about it for me yeah yeah i i'm i'm well actually i was just a little bit like the angels were my only question like i think they're a little bit too far back at this point they look like they're starting to add those so that could be the wild card here if they get hot and you know down the stretch here but if i'm the owner i'm doing everything i can to make the playoffs because then you're going to show otani that you really want to win yeah and this is going to be a disaster i know mr marino the owner of uh the angels has got more money than money which is cool but otani wants to win he said it flat out. Yeah, so, not sure that's going to happen in uh, with the Angels. So they've got to do. They've got to be buyers and make the run. Now this is a disaster to come into Toronto and lose three straight. If they lose today, they got to salvage a game. I don't think they will. Who's pitching for the Angels today? I think he's a bum. I, I'm not sure actually. Let me look that. up I think because it's like their fourth or fifth starter because we missed Otani. Oh, it's already one nothing Angels. End oh. of the fourth as we speak. The starter for the Angels is. Tyler Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But once again, we're in the fourth inning, and we haven't scored a run, right? Nope. Oh, gee. Still early. early. You got to score some runs early some days. You know what I mean? Um, One more point I wanted to bring up about baseball. completely forgot. And then we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move on. Um, um, Outside of the fact that I really wish that they kept more games in the division. Like, you know how they made it less? Yeah, Yeah. I really wish that they had kept it. At that level, because then people say, "Oh, it's it, it, you know the main reason that stopped it was American League East, <laughs> okay?" And and everyone said, "Well, then you got to play each other less." Well, I I love that more. It's like football. The thing you like about football is you know you got those guys two times a year. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that makes the competition even better because um, we were talking about a bunch of us in the in the box now is baseball's kind of got watered down in this way. There's a DH everywhere. There's always interleague play. There's no real separation. Like you knew um, back in the day a little bit more, the National League played this type of ball. Now the American League played that type of ball. There was more junk throwing in the American League than there was in the National League. And that's had to do with the DH now. So everything's blended. So Those the, lines have been game blurred for a while now, though. I they have been, but now I'm thinking they're completely blurred. So Yeah, it's like two separate it's conferences as opposed to different leagues. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And I wish to, I, I appreciated that more back in the day when they had that because that is your rival. You know, and you play 162 games. So if you're gonna play that many games and you've added playoff games, I think the 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 battle in the division should should go up, not down, don't sure. you? 
Yeah. But I mean, uh, with the expanded wild card now, that, that makes it uh, a little tougher for some well, of these teams to Okay, so let's look at it digest. this way. Let's talk about it in 10 years from now. They'll have a safety bag. They'll let guys <laughs> walk down to first base. Um, yeah, it's just going to continue. Let's just, just embrace the change. What's that? It's still baseball at the end of the day. Get off my lawn. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Get off my lawn. In any event, I'm saying right now that I'm seriously believing, like, once they get in the playoffs, I'm calling it an Atlanta and I don't know World Series. Oh, the American League is just one giant. Is it a mess this, this year? And you know what? It's really. Texas could be the team. Yes, they could. But I think we could beat Texas over seven. I think our pitching's just as, until they got. Uh, but, like, again, <laughs> let's get the Jays one win in the playoffs this year. Okay. We haven't won a playoff game in, since, uh, what, 2016? Yep. Yeah, since the Batista bat flip days. Okay, so I'm just saying yes. this. Let's sweep the Angels today. I hope that we have more, like, baseball reexamines their situation at the end of the year and says, let's have more games in the division or drop the schedule to 152. I heard that. That's 154. 154, yeah, I heard that too. And that's a good thing. Why not? Yeah, and that's the way it was back in the day. I heard that when they had expansion, the only reason they went to 162 games was to balance the schedule. And that's cool, but that schedule was balanced when? 1964? Yeah. That wasn't yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that wasn't Just, yesterday. We can, we can fix that. No, so I would, I would prefer if they went back to 100 and... Uh, 54 games because then they back everything up because that monolith called the NFL brushes away everything. You know that two months from now, it's going to completely... Oh, just annihilate everything Everything that's going and then some. I Especially ask, on this side of the of the pond. Exactly. So are you... What would you say... Um, I had a discussion about this real quick and because uh, we're going to move on about some uh, NBA news that we want to bring up. But um, how would you look at it this way? I know your opinion about FIFA, so I'm not going to go there. Okay, I know what you think about FIFA. I know what you think about how they get the World Cup. And I know that you, uh, I'm not saying that you're trivializing it, but uh, the case may be is that, but don't you think that the NFL is really the most powerhouse? Like now there, there's nothing that can touch it. Even though like they, this big thing with Messi going to- Formula One. That's, jump, okay, uh, you, you, you stepped on my toes. Okay, what I was going to say is the only thing is, is that I was going to compare the NFL to on that power was Formula One. But that's elitist. Yeah, sure. That's the most elitist. So I, I don't even now that I'm watching it more and I'm going to go home and watch race, by the way, we will talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm, I mean, that's that's elitist like over there. That's kind of like um, how would you express it? It's like when you only so many people are allowed to go to Augusta. Because that's the membership, like that kind of thing about the um, F1. And that's what I respect about it. And there's only 20 guys that get rides. Yep. And the level of money, sponsorship, and everything is insane. But that's unto itself because that's a different sport. But I'm actually talking about the physicality. And I'm not going to take nothing away to be in that race car. That long, going that fast, going around there. You better be in shape. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me that. Do you see the workouts these guys do? Oh, come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and I appreciate that because I didn't realize how much they really do work out to to drive these cars. So the average person that's a baseball, football, hockey fan, ah, that's not a sport. Re-examine what we're talking about there on these F1 drivers because we're one in a million. But my point being is I don't think there's anything run better than the NFL. I don't think they have the, the power because even F1, I've been hearing now people knocking on the door trying to get another team in or should they eliminate yeah. this team and how what happened to the, the one trying to knock on the door trying to get a team for like the last uh, couple of years now and they're having a hard time getting in. Uh, is it because of the dreading name? Do you think so sometimes? I think that's a big part of it. 
Because their arrogance in the world of motor racing is not respected. Oh, I understand you that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not a big race fan, but I well, know. Oh, Michael Andre, the one who's leading the charge, his foray into Formula One was not very successful. No, because he wasn't a Formula One driver. Well, he did race. Well, he did race. He did race with McLaren, and like the problem was, he was just like it was just such a horrible start. Even though like his last like two or three races, he was, he was finally getting some good results, but like he he never got on a podium, did he? No, I don't think he ever no, made he got he got close, but but that was it. Yeah, but that's close with hand exactly. grenades and horseshoes. No, I, I don't remember. But he was a great indie driver for sure. His dad won an F one title. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. but that's dad's a whole new. That's yeah. a different level of in way back in the day too. But but the, like the Andretti curse is real. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's the that, point. That's what I'm getting at, and it, it's another thing too. I'm glad you brought it up because I would like to see a NASCAR driver jump into a Formula One car just to see what would happen. We've seen the opposite. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. And we've seen uh, Jimmy Johnson. It's, it's not quite the same. He went from NASCAR to IndyCar. It was a disaster. Exactly, because he's a, he was also at the end of his career, though. So, but it's three different types of racing. Sure, you know what but I mean. I mean, open wheel racing is open wheel, like Indy and Formula One. Like, if you know, those are more like apples to apples. Right? Oh yeah, closer than than, than yeah. oh yeah than ever than they're out there. But um, but these Formula One cars are one in a million. But my point is, not that we're getting on the racing thing, my point being is that I really think that the NFL is, all the other leagues should take a little bit more of looking at them, like how they've even kept the, the um, rivalries going. Sure. How they set up their scheduling. The whole nine yards is conducive for the fans running to the games. Yeah. Look at golf. Golf has moved their schedule. Why? They don't want to compete. Baseball dropping to a 154-game schedule would get them off the map quicker. Yeah. You know that, and hockey's not worried about it because they and basketball because they just move their things until football's over in a way they yeah. go. You know what I mean? Uh, do you actually want to get into Formula One since we're yeah we're here now? There? Can uh, we can we <laughs> give us today's results, buddy? So uh, shocker, Max Verstappen wins <laughs> another race, his eighth in a row, starting from sixth place. It's the first time he's ever won a race from six, though. Another record that he took is like I think he's got like the most wins from like different starting positions now. Really? Which is yeah. Wow. Which is and him and Michael Schumacher are the only two guys to win ten of the first twelve races of, of the season. Not Aaron Senna. None of those guys. Not Senna. Not Hamilton. Really? Not Vettel. Wow, that's huge. Now, I just want to say one thing. We at the house that happens. I think we're Max fans a bit, aren't we? I I, I really. Respect the hell out of Max. Uh, how can you not? He's the best driver with the best car. We got that. What I'm liking about Max is if we were watching um, a movie, he would be like Arnold in Terminator. Yeah. He, or he would be... The uh, anti-hero. Oh! <laughs> I, I, like, I'm, I can't wait to get home because I haven't watched it all. And I'm going to go to the end of the race and watch this shit just so Max can come out and whip out his dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting to a point now. It doesn't even look like he's respecting his competition. <laughs> Come on, you see him in the after oh, yeah. races. He's looking over like, really? Oh, well, I'm glad I heard Leclerc. Oh yeah, he actually had a comment on the radio today that I thought was hilarious. So, oh really? So um, Horner was giving him a little bit of shit for uh, going a little bit too hard on, um, on like an early stint for his tires. He's like, yeah, you got to be a little bit more careful, like whatever, right? So then Max is like. Oh, you want me to just go all all out now? You know, come back for a pit stop. You know, give him some pit practice. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about, the guy. And even when they show, 
Like, you know, at the beginning of the, every time it's F1, they do that flash through and they show all the poses of all the drivers. Yeah, you know, the, the intro, yeah. The intro there. And you just look at Max and you go, what a smug, cocky, whatever. You know what I mean? I wonder, does he have a girlfriend? Yes, he does. I bet you she's just a beauty. I, and there's no doubt about she's, that. She's, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on uh, the, She's the daughter of a Formula One driver. Oh. Um, that's Nelson Piquet's daughter. Oh, really? Was a, he was a three-time champion. Yeah, he was, yeah, back in the day. I'm just saying because I wonder how he treats her. I hope, you know, he's probably a gentleman. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pass judgment on the guy. What really fascinates me about him is the sheer arrogance. The absolutely, oh, like, yeah. uh, I'm in the room, it's me, and this is all there is to it. You know what I mean? And that kind of arrogance sometimes um, uh, rubs fans the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, they love Max or you hate him. Oh, yeah, and I know that. And I'm finding that... And there's a lot of Max haters out there. Oh, that's what I'm finding the, the, out. the thing that kills me when you talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Red Bull fan. Oh, you must love Max. No, I, I hate, hate him. him. Yeah, it's that's like, what I get that. <laughs> I've heard a few people say that. They go, Red Bull would be better than that. That Max guy, he's a real prick, isn't he? He's really... I go, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. <laughs> I just see his body language and the way he talks, and I'm laughing because I'm going, this guy is... That's Formula One, baby. Exactly. And if you're not there, it was just the same thing as... um. Who was the other day that I seen something and um, I'm saying that the problem is, is that, um, oh, what was it? It was sheer arrogance. When you hear the person talk like that, you, you try to respect them. But when, they're, when they just do that, it, it just sounds, it's, when things sound yeah. arrogant, people move away. Because they say, you know, there should be a modicum of, what, what is it, gentlemen? Yeah. Oh, but listen, when Lewis Hamilton was winning all that time. He had a degree of arrogance about oh, sure. him. Come on, you know what I mean? It's not like like Max is the first guy oh, to say, you, you know? Oh, you can go down the line. Ayrton Senna, Alan Prost, oh, Michael yeah, Schumacher. Prost. Remember, remember Prost, that guy? I, I do remember him just seeing him on interviews and stuff like that. Oh, he was that. a prick. <laughs> he was a prick. You know what I mean? But, uh, bro, let's think about this. There's only 20 of those guys to get to go out in those 20 races. That cannot be overstated. Well, 21 this season because yeah, someone lost their job, but... Yeah, okay, but you know what I'm saying? It's 20, uh, 20 times for 20 guys. Yeah. It, and it's just incredible. We, we may be seeing something historic this season. How many races are left now? Eight? Ten. Ten left? So he's got, a, he's got a good chance to get the record for most wins in a season. And that's Schumacher's, right? Vettel, I believe. Oh, really? Because they added more races. Uh, I think oh. his, it's like 15 16 is the record. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. absolutely incredible. And uh, what I was alluding to before, Nick DeVries lost his seat at uh, AlphaTauri, was replaced. I think we did actually yes, talk he, about this. Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, he's been, he's been, how did he do today? 16th. He didn't have a great race. Oh, okay. He was better last week then, right? Yeah, he, he outperformed Sonoda this week, but Sonoda grabbed the last point this week, and Ricciardo was not looking so good. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I want to talk about is Alpine made a couple big changes. I don't know if you heard about this. No. Otmar Snafnauer fired team principal. I like this, that this guy. Was, oh, why? He stunk. <laughs> I just like the way he, he was. Went. He was becoming a punching bag for the internet. So oh, not, I know that. But and uh, Alpine like the also guy. fired their sporting director, Alan Permain. So really? big changes at Alpine. This was their last race with the team. So who's going to come in next week? Who runs this? This is like a mid-season Word firing. around the campfire is that it's going to be former Ferrari boss, Mattia Bonotto. Really? Well, because who else? You need a guy with experience, right? Oh, at this time of the season? Who else, who else is it going to be? I would Mike, know personally. Mike Crack, the former guy at Aston Martin. Uh, Great know. name, by the way. But. Oh, yeah. It's like our other guy. What I'm getting at is that... Um, this is like a mid-season firing. That's huge, isn't it? Well, there's Alpine hasn't been the most steady this season. I think they had a they lot. They weren't that steady last year either. 
Uh, no, but I mean this. Uh, well, exactly. You, you can go right there. Like it looked like their driver situation was more stable this year, but only one podium this year so far. Like oh, they only. I didn't even think they had a podium. That Ocon, was in Ocon that. Snail, uh, snatched one up in Monaco because they had there was an accident in that race, though, right? I think one of the reasons he was uh, yeah. there because a couple cars got knocked out, so he snuck in the back door. And Monaco's Monaco. There's no passing, so yeah, it's exactly. just the right place at the right time. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So good for him, but... Uh, you know but, what? I mean, it probably goes back to last season. How there was you? the big uh, debacle with their drivers where they thought they had uh, Piastri in the bank, who I'm going to get to in a sec. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, no, I'm going to McLaren. Then yeah. Fernando's like, no, I'm going too. And all of a sudden, they're left with, like, you know, their dick Nobody, in their hands. Yes, exactly. And McLaren has been having a good season. Like, considering the last few... They're they, really they, picking up. I want to get to that next. So, okay. uh, Lando uh, just coming off back-to-back podiums. They had a decent weekend. Piastri actually had a really good sprint yesterday, but uh, he finishing second. Was out in the first lap today, and then the problem with the McLaren today was that they were set up more for wet weather conditions, and it was dry today, so they kind of gambled wrong on the race. No. But But their car... They, they didn't get a podium today, did they? No, they didn't. No. Lando okay. finished seventh. I like him. Uh, I like Lando, too. Yeah, I like and him. Uh, you know what? They are only how many points back of Ferrari now for fourth place? Red Bull's running away with it, though. It's still, it's still, oh, I mean, Red Bull's it, it, got constructors in the bag. Yeah. It's a, it's a big battle for second now. I mean, even like, so McLaren's 150 points back of, McLaren, of Mercedes for second. Not totally out of the question if they start grabbing more podiums, though. So we'll see. They have 10, they have 10 races to go. It's a long time. That's a lot, a lot of races. Time. But I think Mercedes is, uh, uh, they've gotten to tighten up. Like up from the first race to now? They, they've grabbed a lot of podiums. Hamilton, I, think, I, I expect Hamilton to be on the podium again. Before the year's out. Oh, he's probably going to, it's going to happen multiple times, but he's been kind of like, the car's been hit or miss. Russell's been really hit or miss this year. I like that guy too. And what's he been doing? Smoking before the races? I don't know. It's, he's odd, isn't he? He hasn't looked too comfortable. He Last year, I thought he looked more comfortable than this year. Yeah, he only he only has one podium this year. Hamilton's been able to grab four. So it's showing you who's... Have, uh, the better year. Yeah, exactly. Driving the same car. I thought Russell would have more podiums by now. You know what I mean? I really did because I, you know, watching the preview and the talking and everyone says going on and looking from last. Well, season, it's also it, a British broadcast. He's a British driver, so you know, no, no, well no bias there. Obviously, okay. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout out to Charles Leclerc. Uh, was pulled today, finished on podium. Uh huh. I like him too. Him. I like him too. It's just he's he races with Ferrari, unfortunately. There you go. There you go. Anyways, I'm just saying that we have the opportunity to perhaps see something very historical by the anti-hero himself, Max Verstappen. But yeah. I'm going to go into that. That's a funny thing. Did he actually say that on yeah, the he thing said about that the, on the radio? That's hilarious. That's just outrageously arrogant. And uh, there's going to be a lot less F1 talk for the next month on this show because they are on summer break. Big no summer no one works in August in Europe, so. That's, yeah, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> Welcome to Europe. You know what it is? Uh, hockey or basketball next? What okay, hold do? on. I just want to put in one point, and you you, you ask, and you, this is going to totally catch you off guard, is who do you think is more arrogant? I was thinking about it. Max Verstappen or Andrew Tate? Oh, Andrew Tate. You think so? <laughs> yeah, because he's a criminal and he's like spewing. He's not a criminal. He's not a criminal. He's gonna he's gonna be guilty. They're they're railroading him. I'm mean, we don't want to go. What do there. you mean? He's admitted to all this shit. But the girls are no. Nobody was underage. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything against her. Uh, and there's nothing. He, isn't he allegedly taking passports? We we need no, we should no, get no. off this. But. Yeah, we will. No, we'll get away. No, I'm just saying it this much because um. I know a lot of this he's admitted to. I thought no. Yes. Well, we, well, we we're not because we're not an Andrew Tate show. <laughs> 
I'm just saying this that the guy, uh, the two most arrogant people I've heard talking last week. I don't are even Andrew think Tate. you can, can even compare Max Verstappen to Andrew Tate. Uh, in this respect, they don't give a shit what they they they're gonna say what they gotta say, and a lot of times they're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what happens when? My point being is that reason why get to the max for stop and not being like thing is there's a way to say things your mother and father have told you okay. that and tone of voice and how you say it people get brushed off when people are pure arrogant that's what i'm saying so yeah. um, uh, but i don't call it cocky if you're winning sure so he's winning so big shout out yeah, to max okay, don't change max. compare the two I would not say I know, the, like, the what, arrogant, what, uh, arrogant Yeah, levels. but Andrew Tate, you know, gloating about manipulating women so they can uh, be as whores. That's uh, I, not, the, I, not the type of behavior that I'd like to endorse here on The House That Happens. I know. I'm not going to endorse that at all. I'm not even going to touch it. I'm just going to say a year from now, we'll bring up Andrew Tate. And when everything comes out, you're going to look at this guy. And he's had so it's his arrogance that's killing him. But he's making a lot of good points, just like Max. I don't. I, I'm still dying with that pit stop thing. It's hilarious. That's why I thought of Andrew Tate because that's sheer <laughs> arrogance to be able to say that in the whole world hearing it. Sure. You know what I mean? Come on. That's that's Max being Max at maximum arrogance. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So we'll leave it at Max there. Max, uh, hockey be, or basketball? I think we should start with. Uh, we're going to get to basketball in the end because there's a few things they're saying. But I'm just going to say this. The one thing you've said before, and it's very true, we live in Toronto, the GTA. So we have to accept the fact that hockey season is how long? 365 days a year, my friend. 366 in a leap year. <laughs> there we go. Okay. What is going to happen with, what have you heard on the street? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing on the street with the Nylander, Asamasi situation. Okay. What have you heard? Are you giving me your take? I'm staying, away from, I'm staying away from the rumors because there's all sorts ah, of he's nonsense. He's a Leaf guy, so I'm going to take over this because who gives a shit about the Leafs? I hope they screw it up. Dubas, I hope you bring a Stanley Cup to Pittsburgh. And this is your new general manager. <sighs> oh he doesn't God. even know what he's doing. They're all scared. Word around the campfire is Austin Matthews isn't signing until Nylander signs. And Nylander's saying, well, what's Austin going to get? And if you give Austin Matthews $14 million a year, you're out of your mind. So how do you... The number's not going to be 14. 13? They're saying 13 and a half. I bet it's going to come then under. Then it's going to be 14. Uh, listen, let, let's, let me finish. Let me finish. The I bet you the didn't want to say anything about the leaps. <laughs> the number's going to come under 13 and a half. Put I'll buy you ink. a beer. I'll buy you a beer. Because it has ink. to because we don't know. What the question is, and I'm really thinking, I'm loving this conversation coming up. The Batman hate <laughs> is like a snowball. That thing is getting huge because people are actually... Hey, isn't it huge already? <laughs> I'm snowballing. You know how that snowball just gets bigger, bigger, bigger going down the hill? What has people have actually realized? Because I'm, I'm sure you've told your friends and people are on, on our group chats or something realizes this, is that this is a flat cap year. People don't understand what this flat cap really meant till you see the mess that's in Toronto and you guys are in a mess. So here's what I suggest. Don't sign Nylander. Let him play, and let's see what happens by the trade deadline. I'm fine with that. Why not? Well, can't be scared because the problem is this: he wants 40 goal scoring money. Oh, he's only done that once, though. Still a 40 goal scorer. Yeah, uh, but like, if you want to pay a guy 40 goal money, I want proof that he's gonna be able to do it again. Uh, let's go back to Steve Thomas back in the day and Harold Ballard. <laughs> Okay, we're talking about like $10,000 there. Okay, but it doesn't matter. The bottom line is, when he goes into the room, and you know much how much we think about lawyers and agents on the house that happens. Well, especially you. Thank you very much, and I'll keep that in my back pocket at all times. 
is the fact that the agent's walking into the room going, I got a 40-goal score. So how do you get around that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I would love to be in the, a fly on the wall. When they have those little meetings, like, what's your general manager's name again? Trevill. Living. How do you say it? Tree Living. Tree Living. I'd like to be in the room with Tree Living, um, Shanahan, um, uh, what's his name, the coach, Keith, and what's the other guy that, that from MLS? Purdom. Yeah, Purdom. I want to be in the room when those guys are having a beer and shooting so, the shit. Purdom, if you don't know, he is the assistant guy. GM, non-capologist. What a stupid ass name, capologist. What does he do? He wrote the cap, so or he wrote the CBA, so he knows all the loopholes. Okay, and I got to give him credit for that. I really shouldn't pass that, that off as something trivial. Okay, the word of the day on how that happens is trivial. I got to put that down as the show title. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I want to know what they're saying because you're hearing it too, and you're a Leaf fan. I don't give a shit. I think the Habs are in great shape, and I think when the because we keep tabs on the Habs. Make sure we throw that in every week. Because I'm saying that if the salary cap goes up nine million, like four and a half next year and five, like the they're saying, at, that's what they're saying. That the teams that have done what Montreal, Carolina, and Columbus have done are going to be safer than the other teams because what they're doing is they're playing with Boston. Why do you think Bergeron retired? I think he retired more because he is at the end of his string, but you know he wasn't going to get that money. Boston can't afford it. Sure. You know what I mean? So, But, I mean, the, with the Leaf cap space, though, I mean, uh, something that's kind of getting shoved, uh, swept under the rug here is they're going to get an additional 10.3 in cap space next year as well. With uh, Muzzin and Matt Murray coming off, the I was books. just gonna say, so they could be in a position now, but you got to sign now. So what do you do? If I'm the Leafs, I'm gambling. I'm not signing nobody. Uh, yeah, Let's I get agree. the season going. Let's see what happens. Because if all of a sudden you worst get... comes to worst, you get the cap space, 100. percent And there's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is this: is like, what if you get to Christmas time and Nylander's only scored four goals? Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. I, was just, I thought you were going to say like 15 or like 12 or no, something. No, what if you only got four? Then you, then he's going to sign, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right? Is he going to say? You would think. Well, that's why I'm saying this is a rule. A lot of teams around the league are doing it. Toronto is not the only team. Like, like we'll bring up the numbers before the season starts. Like guys that haven't signed, and we'll call, we'll call it the league gambling show, not gambling from sure. Proline or some bet, but the teams that are actually gambling on how they're going to sign their players. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you, you think I've got a point here? I wouldn't sign. No, them you in. do. You know what I mean? I heard a great it's, thing. It's a, yeah, the cap's no, not going up that much. you got to be careful. Okay, so I heard this outrageous thing, okay? Do you know when uh, Austin Matthews had that little bit of a slump and then he he uh, sat out for a few games yeah, and he yeah. wasn't feeling well? You know what the word on the campfire is that happened there? Which, if, if this is true, Austin, you're a dumbass. You know, and I don't want to say anything about his relationship situation oh, either no. okay just, no, just no, 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 no i'm not gonna say nothing because that's got nothing to do with it. i want to know what he does on the ice okay what's what's this we're on the camp for you can't just bring that up and then not say it he had hair implants got an infection couldn't play hockey really he has had hair implants because the guy going bald we know that you know the guy can be legal that guy going to be bald you know what i mean i say it to east indian guys now and they hate it you know hey buddy nice hair you'll be bald in 10. they go stop it my father's bald i go you're going to be bald in 10 years don't worry about it and they hate it because a guy like me saying that just pisses them off okay you know what i mean but um he apparently had and you know where i heard this from right i was down in the box I was in the box at the Dome yesterday, private okay. box for the game, and it just happened to know some people that work at Scotiabank, 
Mm. They work in Scotiabank. And you know, at any business, any place, there's at your work, at my work, at the... Le- oh, word spreads. Word spreads about what people do. So if Austin Matthews actually did this, can someone verify it? Anybody listen to the show? Let's see if that Mas- Austin Matthews really got hair plugs. What if he did that? Why wouldn't he do it in the offseason? Isn't that a dumb thing? If uh, he did get an infection and, it, and he couldn't play, because I heard his hands got swollen... Like, it, it affected yeah. you some way. I mean, it's better than Evgeny Malkin having to sit out a couple games in Florida because he got sunburned. Oh, that was even, that's just more retarded. <laughs> that's just, sorry, I shouldn't use that word. You shouldn't say that. No, no. no, I'm sorry. I take that back. But come on, that was ridiculous. I'm gonna, can I add all that, that up? Can I, can I really insult the guy this way? How many drinks did you have while you were sitting in the sun? <laughs> what country is he from? So, I just want to say this before we get off to hockey talk. I so just, I, well, a few more things about hockey. Okay, this, but, but I just, can I put this in there? I hope Nylander does sign there. And I, I mentioned this to one of the people that work at, at uh, Scotiabank. You don't always say that when Nylander comes in, he looks like a rock star. The way he dresses, the flying yeah. hair. I was told that my impression of that, they said, Cruz, amplify that 25 times. He has now a crew of groupies. Really? That have been showing up, autographed, treating him like a rock star. More than anybody on the team. Mm. Austin, Austin Matthews, Marner, all that. These guys work at Scotiabank. They see what's going on. He jumps out of the car, man. He like, might, was it like young women or? Yeah, he's got he's got a, which is great. You know what I mean? Cause oh, I, nothing against that. I just think it's great that this guy has got rock star appeal for the Toronto Maple Leafs over any other player. Well, it's got to be the salad. Oh, 100%. Do you know what I mean? And look, you ever see him dressed? He comes in. Oh. He's got that Mick Jagger, uh, I don't know, he's got that front swag, man. Yeah. yeah, that front man swag. But he doesn't always show it on the ice. But I, I'm going to say this about Nylander, too. I think he's a tough, tougher hockey player than people give him credit for. Hmm, fair enough. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he's like, I don't know. I think it's just because like he doesn't go in the corners. Like I think that kind of uh, affects negatively on his. Uh, Do you think he uh, rags the puck too much? Rags the puck? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I heard that yesterday. Sometimes when he comes in, he doesn't give up the puck enough. Uh, I think the flow of the game. Yeah. Sometimes the flow of the game, you just got to hold on to the puck. McDavid does it. Nobody says boo. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mind. His, I, I don't uh, either. Like, you know, when he does that movie, he comes in, he goes all the way around the net, and he comes in, and he's looking for the guy out front. No, that's fine. Me too. I think, and I heard, uh, uh, if you... Just don't cough up the puck. <laughs> and he's not. He's not a big exactly. turnover guy. But it was really interesting, because when you're in a booth at a Blue Jay game, with 14 guys. I'm with a couple Leaf fans. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna t- let me rephrase that. More than three Leaf fans. Okay. So when I was throwing out my things and listening to what actually Leaf fans were saying, there was a mixed bag on the street about the Nylander, Austin Matthews. Oh, that's, just, that's everything in Leaf land, like since I was a kid. Oh, no. I, I know it's not out there, <laughs> but I, I find it most interesting that... Um, Nobody's saying a lot about Austin Matthews. They're leaning on what's Nylander going to do. And I'm saying that in, in some respects, don't sign the guy. Trade him to Montreal to trade deadline. We're good. <laughs> yeah, right. We're good. We're good with him. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Seriously, what do you think? With Nylander? Like, do you think there'll be a signing before the season starts? No. Austin? It sounds like no. 
Yeah, because I this little play, what you're hearing, obviously, you know, online. Yeah. The, the, the they want to get Nylander done first. That was the, the that was out there pretty early on. And, it, and it's it's main. It looks like it's not going to happen. No, no, because he's a 40 goal scorer. But I'll shut up. And and uh, what, what's the next thing you want to bring up? Now, uh, but I was just uh, just a little closing thought there. I think the Matthews contract will get done sometime during the season. Oh, if it doesn't, that's a disaster. Yeah. PR disaster, fan disaster, organization. I think it's what's done. Structure I think team? it's probably done in January, if I had to bet. Christmas, yeah, Christmas, yeah. January, about a month before the trade deadline. And you know why? Because what it is is the guy's going to be a, 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 a played now. So I'm saying one of the things that would be great for the Leafs not signing Nylander to start the year is gives him incentive to play a little bit harder. You know, so he won't have think. those four goals that I'm talking about. But what if he has 20 goals by Christmas time? You paying him nine mil. Yeah. You paying him nine mil. So, like, we'll have a gambling issue. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Time before the season starts, we will discuss that. And, uh, Nylander, uh, I'll, I'll hang around for your leftovers, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> signing news, Ilya Samsonov got his uh, arbitration deal awarded 3.55 mil. About I thought that was fair, right? Yeah, about but where it, I thought it was going to land. Only one year, though, right? One year deal, and then he's unrestricted this summer. Okay, so what's going to happen then? Are we going to definitely see not Murray again in oh, a uniform? Oh, uh, he is going on Shanahan Island, straight to LTIR this season to be buried. Uh, I've done, I've already like crunched the numbers. The Leafs will be able to fit everyone under the cap. They might have to let Bobby McMahon clear waivers, but I don't think that's going to be a big deal. No, I think he will. But So you're telling me that this is going to be a Kucherov thing? That the Leafs are pulling? No, because Murray's not going to play. <laughs> Neither did Kucherov. He never showed up to the playoffs. One I'm saying Murray's second. not even going to show up in the playoffs. I see. He's never plays in the Leaf uniform. There, yeah, so I don't think you can call that Kucherov situation. Well, this, that's this, true. I got, yeah. This is a typical, like, Lou yeah. Island, uh, what we're saying. Like, him and Muzzin, they're both in the same boat. Oh, Muzzin ain't playing again either. Exactly. I, uh, can I big shout out to the Muzzin family and, and, and Jake and all? Because that's sad what happened to him. Sure. You know what I mean? And that's going to be degenerative back. So that means that affects his golf game. That affects picking up affects his grandchildren. Oh, so we're really hoping that, uh, Mr. Muzzin, that you get uh, proper therapy, see you on the golf course, and do all those other great things that we're talking about. But I'm going gonna to go out on a limb here and say that when the playoffs start next year and Toronto's going to make the playoffs, don't you agree? Of course. Sam Snott will not be your starting goalie. The playoffs. You heard it here right now, July thirtieth, twenty twenty three. You you heard it here first. No, I'll, I'll bet a beer. It's going to be okay. Samson okay, off. we're going to bet a beer. It's a house that happens July thirtieth, twenty twenty three, when they play the first game of the playoffs against the Montreal Canadiens. That they will uh, Hall will be the starting goalie. Did you hear? I said they were going to be playing. Did you take Montreal? Note? Thank you. <laughs> Just letting you know that now. Okay. We keep tabs we, on the Habs. So okay? one last thing before we get off the Leafs. Nick Robertson, does he make the opening night roster for the Leafs? I think he should. I think he should too, but I will think he? he should. What would what would be the deterrent? Big winger up and down? Come on. He's not so big. But he's a good skater. He is. You know what I mean? I, I think if you had like him on a third line with uh, Domi and like Yarncroke. That would be a good line. Yeah. yeah come to think of it. So I, I think he's going to make it. And, and he, he has to clear waivers. No, he doesn't. Is he still young he's, enough? He, him, Nyes, and Pontius Holberg uh, oh, really? don't, don't have to go through they're, waivers. Oh. They're waivers exempt. So that's why then they can fit everyone under, under the cap uh, okay, for day so one. I that's look, part of the reason. Then I'm saying that he might not start the season on the... 
roster due to what you're saying. No, but when when does the season start? October second or sixth? Yeah, because you, you okay, but you got to be camp camp uh, cap compliant for October first. So you could just yeah. send him down that day and then just call him up the next day. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Which is what they're gonna do with probably Nyes as well. A little bit of the cap. Uh, Manipulation. Tom yeah, tomfoolery, manipulation, nonsense. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's go to what, what went on this week that everybody's challenging the team. I had that in my notes where they called them out for uh, some dubious, oh, the Philadelphia thing, is it? They're still calling them out about a, um, how they're cutting players. And the Flyers? Was it the Flyers or Bernier? No, somebody else did it too. There's an investigation. Oh, to the Tony D'Angelo thing? Or t- or no? Oh, that could be it too, yes. That but he, he ended up signing in Carolina after he was bought out like everyone assumed he would. Um, but the one I want to get to is Ottawa finally signed one of the last remaining big free agents out there, Tarasenko. Yeah. One year, $5 million, I believe. Do you notice that? Five million. Yep. Okay, so here at the house that happens, we do try to give a little bit of an educational um, angle to the things that we brought up. Understand, people, that a flat cap year has done this. There's another one year, five million dollar contract. How many around the league? There, oh. there's like well, the Leafs have one. Bertuzzi, one year, five. That's and what I'm half, saying, but right? I'm, there, there's a, a lot of guys that because training camp's coming in in what six weeks. Whatever it is, six a, weeks. A lot of still some big name players without contracts. That's what I'm saying. Like There's Matthew some... Dumba's the big one in my eyes. He gonna sign though? You think? I think he might go to camp on a tryout. The way it's going, because of the flat cap year, right? Yeah, interesting. Like you look, so Kane, it sounds like he's not gonna make up his mind till like at least Thanksgiving. He's not going to make it to any team training camp by the sound of it. So you're going to drink beer and golf till then? <laughs> uh, basically. Someone's going to pick him up by then. But he, he's, sure, but like he's going to have the luxury of kind of going like NBA style, seeing like halfway through the season who's looking okay, good. I'm going to go there. Yeah, oh, I'm going back to New York. Yeah, hey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? okay I, I can uh, see that too. Thomas Tatar still out there. Josh Bailey. I know he didn't have a great year with the Islanders. He's still out there. I would take Josh Bailey. I, would try I think to, he's going to land on his feet. Oh, I think so too. He saw he didn't play great, but I like him. I like his size. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Pulyarvi and other guys still out there. Montreal. Think about look at the Bailey situation. Montreal. They might be. They, they might they, be. He's that's a good landing spot. I'll take him uh, on our team. He'd look pretty damn good. Anything else for hockey you want to mention? Um, just the fact that um, um, not only do we have the flat cap situation, I just want to say that uh, it's really really fun when you're out in the city and you're at a ball game and how quickly Toronto Maple Leaf talk dominates in this city is unbelievable. Oh, always. I, I know it's been like that forever. I've been living in the city 40 years, but now that we're doing this podcast and you, you do a little research and you talk to other people, it really, really blows me away that um, we have this much talk about um, hockey still this season. I want to do one a little shout out um, and I, I'm, I'm going to investigate this. There's another thing I want to find out. I want to make sure that everyone understands that Bronny James is of good health and I heard yes. he's going back to the practice. He's going back to practice for Southern California Trojans, the teams he's going to be playing for this fall. That was a scary moment. Very, very scary moment and I just want to throw this in there because I'm going to be a devil's advocate. I'm going to research this Sometimes before the football season starts, and I'm going to go around the world. Do you know that this is about the, uh, someone said, seventh incident around the world. Guys under 25 years old. There was an Australian rules football player Mm -hmm. in Australia. I've heard about doing this. Uh, A tennis player 
from Czechoslovakia or Romania and East Bloc country under 25. All the same thing that happened to Bronny James. And you know what the common denominator of all of them is? Oh, no. I think I know where you're going with this. What? Do you say it? The COVID booster. The booster. So like, everybody, everyone got their two shots, but everybody. The additional, the third the shot. The third shot. Okay. okay. All of these guys have had the third shot. Oh, and Jamie Foxx had the third shot. Oof. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that when it looks like a duck, walks like a duck. <laughs> Quacks like a duck. We might we might uh, have to get a medical expert on here. For we're this going one, to do though. some. We're going to do some research because I hope that I am wrong. I hope my thinking is uh, fallible. Is that the word? So in in that I'm mistaken and I have to come back on and say no. But it's a weird coincidence that we're getting young men under 25 years old in great shape. Yeah. Like Bronny's in great shape. The soccer or the Australian rules football guy, when I see it, it was Australian rules football or one of those games they didn't play in Australia. This guy looked like a wall. Yeah. Ran down the field, fell down. Boom. And this has never happened. Okay, you had the odd occurrence where then you find out a guy's had like um that thing in his heart, like a... Yeah, um, like there's been a couple hockey players in the past who have had like heart attacks on the bench. And there's like... Rich Peverly and... Um, oh, yeah. Who was the one with the Red Wings? He was like oh, the young yeah, defenseman. Oh, that yeah, was, that was scary. But we had the Hank Gathers thing in basketball, and we had... What's the guy that played for Boston? Was a good player that he died of a heart attack. But they found out later that they had... Uh, like heart conditions. Yeah, like yeah. fibrillating conditions with their heart, okay? So that happens, and that's like two guys in like 50 years. But to have young men dropping... Like, I think it's seven incidences now in less, just over a year. It makes you start to think about uh, when do we question the science and when do we question our health? Mm -hmm. and, and health is wealth. And I am just very happy I did not get the booster at this time. <laughs> I am so happy you did too. Now, here's something that we have failed to do to end the show. Well, we got to talk have, about uh, Damian Lillard. Okay, okay, get the Lillard, then we'll get so to well, this. So, I mean, I don't have that much to say about this. I mean, I'm sure you have 12, but, you know, we'll try and get through this quick. Okay, here's uh, the deal. Basically, like, the league told Damian Lillard that he's got to quit it with uh, saying that he's only going to play for the Heat. Because it makes it a bad look for the league. It's a very bad look for the league. Does this affect the on-court product? Probably not, not that much, if we're going to be honest. Okay, but the, the uh, NBA has such bad press as it is with the um, – Injury situation, load management, uh, guys jumping to teams, yeah. all that uh, soap opera kind of bullshit that inf infects the game of basketball. That's why I think Adam Silver came out and said, hey, guys, yeah. we don't need this kind of press. Because you know what? It looks like, um, and I would never say this about Damian Lillard. It's like they're saying, well, he's trying to be above the game. How can you say that about Lillard, a guy who gave his all for Portland all these years? Which is crazy because, like, he, I, I, you always kind of associate Lillard as, like, you know, kind of, like, a little bit more humble, you know. Yes. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, I've, like, my mom's even saying, like, oh, this Lillard guy, he's, he's uh, pretty cocky, isn't he? He's always Which, been cocky. I, I know, but, like. Game time. Sure, sure. Okay, come on. He's, but, yeah. like, this level of arrogance, like. I don't know. There's never really been associated with him before. Uh, he's a rapper. Okay, <laughs> so let's just say that, uh, Mrs. Milani, this show is going to be all about arrogance and trivialities. Is that way we're going to say it? Sure. Okay, there's a few guys around the NBA that haven't signed either, but we'll get to that because we're getting late in the show and I don't want to drag on. Um, anything else you want to say about the NBA right now? Uh, no, I'm I just, just want to, to finish up by saying that, uh, I mean, we all know this stuff happens, but like, 
Adam Silver's got to be like, come on, guys, let's keep this behind closed doors. Don't be announcing this on your podcast. They're going to only play for Miami. <laughs> come on. It does. It's not a good look in the NBA. You, there's a thousand other things that go on in the league that is a bad look that they're definitely going to shut it down. But I'm going to say this. And I'm, when this show is over, Andrew, I'm going to go stand in the corner. Okay, because I failed to do this. I had a very busy day yesterday, and it was one of those days where too many things was going on, and you couldn't do Been them there. all. Okay? So one of the things that I failed to do, and I did champion this on the show because I said not enough people are paying attention to it. Who won the fight last night? The Spence Crawford, biggest fight in thing. Neither one of us watched the fight. <laughs> no. Neither one of us know who won it. Well, straight I up, in, I, I'm, not, are, I'm, not, I'm not a combat sports guy. Okay, so. I am. And I am well, embarrassed. Well, you're a boxing guy. Yeah, I'm a boxing guy. The biggest fight in five years. I, I, I don't even know who won the fight yet. Because I slept in and I want to read. I know recorded. No, but I know a guy Ooh. that says I can get a site. I'm going to go home on the computer, so I don't know who won the fight yet. So I'm going to see if I can go home and find it and watch it before then. But we at the house that it happened should be embarrassed to say we have nothing to do with this Crawford Spence Jr. fight. Well, you can you can be embarrassed. I'll just I I'll am, just sleep I'm going, soundly. I'm, I'm feeling I'm not sleeping soundly. I woke up right today and I said, you know, I didn't go to look for it. Is because um a friend um sent me an email last night because we were at the bar watching the band and it was one of those bars that doesn't have TVs because they're so goddamn cheap. Hence the reason I don't want to promote the place I was at. <laughs> Fair okay? enough. Beer prices are ridiculous. Squeezing us all just horrible. So we not- could, can we just say how wonderful of a place Chewy's is then? Oh, outstanding, outrageous, catalyst. TVs Come everywhere. On, Fair prices. Fair prices. Food decent. Serge only yells at you once a week. <laughs> Serge, you're listening. And that's only when you diss the Argos. So. Exactly. So and we're not. We're going to give them on there. No, so no, no, I'm just going to say not. that I'm very sorry that we did not find out about the fight, um, uh, about who won the fight. But we will talk about it. I'm going to give it a look, and uh, we'll discuss it from there. And considering the fact that um, I was relatively ill-prepared, slow week in sports, I want to thank Mr. Andrew Milani for bringing this all to the table today to give us the show that we have. Oh, please. No, seriously, you had it lined up pretty good. Look, I didn't even my book. Where's my book? <laughs> you my have book. a book. Uh, yeah, but it's not my book. You know, <laughs> the book. With Which, all my... Well, you have like six. Where are you talking but about? But I have the one now. I have the one. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? As soon as I'm going to go home, I'm going to text you with, I didn't bring up this. I didn't bring up that. Because during the week, what I do is I take little notes yeah. and I set it up so at the beginning of the show we can say things. Failing miserably, Cruz sits the bench. He will be sitting next to Kirk on the bench. Who surprised hey, you to a run yesterday <laughs> on another feeble lineup. Before we go, what's the score of the Jays game? Can oh, we have a score? Let's check that quickly. Please beat Baltimore. Three out of four. They're a team I've traditionally hated my whole life. If you have my- oh, tied one one. Bottom of the seventh. Oh, that oh, it's my seventh inning. Let's go watch the rest of it here. Tyler Anderson still in the game. Is for the he Angels. really? Wow. He's having. Maybe he's coming. You know, he was supposed to be like you know when he come up. He was supposed to be a good prospect, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. He he, he got numbers from in college. Like I don't know if he went to Purdue or Vanderbilt, but he went to one of those um. Those colleges that are known, Arizona or somewhere, you know, some of the colleges oh, yeah, are known yeah. for baseball players is going to be there. But in any event, once again, Andrew, thanks for setting up a great show. I hope everybody was informed, and I hope we did a little infuriation along the way. Or a lot of infuriation. So as usual, I just want to <laughs> get say, those clicks, baby. get those clicks in there. This is the house that happens. And hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And don't ever forget, we always keep the vibe alive. 
You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com. <laughs>